Honestly, can't believe he said yes, but I've managed to get Robert Madge onto an episode. Rob, how are you? Hello, Rory. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. That sound is so wooden. Please try that again. I'm so unbelievably thrilled. <laughs> I, I'm jumping at the bit, bouncing off the walls with energy and excitement. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I'm so delighted you said yes. Um, watching some of your some of your things on online and twitter i mean you've got so many people through lockdown with your with your videos they are amazing <laughs> and bringing back the home movie of you it, as you've you got know, to a bring small it back child. oh you do yes yeah, so we all did throwback them. thursday they are <laughs> so wonderful and we'll get onto those later but let's start with you you know you've been performing for such a long time at such a young age i mean how old were you when you when you thought i'm going to do this and and also do it professionally as well. So I was about, I, I, I always put on shows in my front room, as I'm sure people have seen on Twitter. Um, I can't remember when there was a specific switch moment where I said, this is what I want to do. But I went to Stagecoach and uh, at Stagecoach, which if those who don't know, it's like a, a part-time youth centre where you learn how to sing, act, dance. And I was there in 2005 and I heard that they were having auditions for Mary Poppins and I just thought it would be fun and I liked the musical I always listened to the songs from the show and so I auditioned for that and then got in that when I was nine and then from then it just became what I did. So how does Sylvia's work were you was it like a school as in you study English math science there or so Sylvia's it just yeah, hands from Monday through Friday. <laughs> so Sylvia's was after I did Poppins which was fun but um, I got I got into Sylvia's because I heard everything that I've ever done. It's because I've heard of heard of it from someone in the thing that I'm in at the time. So I was in Poppins and one of the other Michael Bankses went to Sylvia Young's, who's now one of my best friends in the world, Jonah Lees. And phantom shout out, I don't know why I did that. And, <laughs> he, um, <laughs> and, uh, and I auditioned for Sylvia's and I got in and it's it was so much fun. And it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you do your math, science, English, your GCSEs, and then Thursday and Friday is jazz hands galore. Interesting. Okay. Would you, would you recommend it to sort of kids now? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's like the perfect place to, to be championed. Like the, the people there, if you're from a small kind of sleepy town, like I am, where you feel like the only one, going there was the biggest eye-opener in terms of wow there's a family there and you learn it so young which there's so many people who go through life thinking that they are alone and they cut their talent isn't showcased anywhere uh, but Sylvia's gave you that platform to be with like-minded people from such a young age and you just learn all the tricks of the trade very early really um, and to be with such talented and brilliant personalities was uh, I'll never forget it I, I would always recommend Sylves yeah so you you actually left Leicestershire to live in London at what age so with Poppins whenever I had a show I would stay in a flat that Karen McIntosh put up for the kids who lived outside of London 
So I'd stay there maybe two times, yeah, two nights a week, and then I'd go back home. And But when I actually left home was to go to Sylvia's and I boarded during the week and I'd come home at weekends. But then when I got to my GCSE age, I actually started commuting from home um, daily just because being in a house full of other kids when I was like attempting to revise for a biology exam that I would eventually fail just never really <laughs> did, didn't really work out <laughs> so I do my homework on the train and yeah do it all so over what again did, the next what did day. kids at your school back in uh, back in the shire think think of you you know gallivanting off um, to London and being in this western show <laughs> uh I can't actually remember to be honest I've blocked it from memory <laughs> um <laughs> I do remember like I had to leave my primary school. I was primary school age when I got into Mary Poppins and I had to leave for reasons that we won't discuss right now. Um, but I do remember I came back after like my first ever rehearsal for Poppins and they trained us to say, to say our lasts as last and bath as bath and all that kind of RP training you have to have for Mary Poppins. And I had my Midlands accent knocked out of me. And, but I didn't really understand that the A didn't turn into R for everything. So I stupidly said, I was like, are we going to do some maths now? They're like, maths? Who do you, who do you think you are saying maths, you idiot? And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the maker taken out of me quite badly, um, which is completely understandable. Yeah. Um, but then you were but like, well, I'm in the West were... End, darlings. L- literally <laughs> it was so funny because i was so young when it all started that i don't think anyone really understood what it was and neither did i to be honest I, it was just a fun fun little gig for me yeah and then and then moving moving on it was it was so it was poppins and then oliver at drury lane yeah yeah and then what was next then um after what was next lamez Lamez, Gavroche and Lamez. And then I did Matilda when it opened in Stratford before it transferred to London. Yes, so I, I recently yeah. saw um, from both uh, a close friend of each other's, uh, Mark Antolin. Um, Mark, yes. He put the, uh, I think, was it you who put it on or he did on online? But I saw the video. Yeah, so I remember I seeing it, you know, it years and... and years ago. And then I thought, okay, and, I, and I remember... Um, you know, asking you, and then I saw that video. I was like, "Oh my god, are you were in that as well? What were you in?" <laughs> oh, oh Rob Madge's in that one, is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's bad. Um, yeah, Mark tagged me in that. It was very funny to watch that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what strange. an experience! Is were you one of the older older kids in that as well? No, I just did one of the actual children. Um, but oh, sorry. Was... In, in terms of the actual children, were you a bit? You were obviously a bit older than. Oh, I I think I was. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. Cause I'm not entirely sure, but I think I was the oldest kid there because okay. I was starting my GCSEs, and I was fourteen. Yeah. And I was just very small. Um. So <laughs> everyone, these people that I'm like re- reconnecting with now as an adult are like, "Wow, you make me feel so old." I was like, "I was, I was." nearly finishing school at that point so yeah. I was always just very small um but yeah when I was doing the Matilda cast recording which was a few months after we closed the show in Stratford my voice was actually breaking uh, which was a bit of a mortifying story because I had a solo in Miracle the first song 
And I only sang like one sentence, but we had to record it for like 45 minutes in front of the whole cast, the whole band, the whole creative team, just my little line because my voice kept cracking and it still cracks on the recording. Um, I had the second line in the show and my voice cracks because they just couldn't, we couldn't hide it. <laughs> oh God, I mean, yeah, I, I remember uh, doing a bit on Charlie, Charlie and Chocolate Factory rehearsals and one of the kids, you know, if two or three weeks into the process had to be sent home because, you know, his voice, his voice broke and it was, it was heartbreaking. It really was. Brutal. You know, especially as you put so much effort in and, you know, you sort of and you, you don't realise that things are changing and it's all a bit of a sort of a crazy time. And yeah, it must be that must have been a really sort of difficult point. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. I'd done it for long enough. It wasn't like I feel I feel for the people who when it's like their first show and it's something they've always wanted to do and then they just miss out. But I I'd done enough. Yeah. <laughs> I Look at my CV. Here. I don't need more. <laughs> Look at the spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that, uh, looking on online, one thing that did surprise me was that you didn't go to drama school. You didn't, uh, you didn't go to, I, I was thinking, oh, we, maybe you did that sort of school then into arts ed or something. But you instead chose to study English Lit at Uni of Warwick. So, but what made yeah. you decide for that path? Um. So, I did, I did a master's at drama school like last year or the year before because I wanted to get back into it. But I never really wanted to go straight into the BA drama school course just because I'd done it since I was nine years old and it was the only world that I knew. And and I love, I love it. I love the world. I love the people in it. But I just thought seeing as I'd never really done anything else, maybe just to try something a bit different just to check that it's something i truly did want to do because okay so did you did you lose any love for it at the uh you know after matilda was there sort of a point where you're like oh i need i need to um, take a break from this i don't think i lost any love for it i mean even at uni all i ever did was musical theater society <laughs> um but it was all i'd done so it got to the point of it being a routine and taking it for granted and I just had to, I just thought to myself that maybe I should maybe I should work out whether you never know you don't know at the age of 16 I some people do but for me I I was like I'm I'm not sure so if I wasn't sure I wasn't gonna invest all the energy and effort it takes to go to drama school because I was always told that you know unless it's what you absolutely need to do then don't do it because it's so hard and I just had that little niggling doubt. So I thought maybe, well, I don't wanna I don't wanna invest all of that time and money and energy into something when I haven't really explored the other options. So I explored the other options and I like musical theatre. <laughs> <laughs> and I came to the conclusion. And I came to the conclusion that it was a big waste of time. <laughs> My existential crisis should never have happened. No, but I'm I'm really glad I went to uni. It, it was um, it was a fun time, and some of my closest friends now are like my parents, and haven't got a clue what any of my theatre videos mean. Or <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, Rob, I, I, really I, well I loved your them. video. What the hell was that about? <laughs> it's got to the point where I've told my my best friend in the whole world. I've just told her to just stop stop watching them and stop trying to find a compliment for them. When yeah, <laughs> clearly give it a like and just move on. on. Yeah, please <laughs> scroll down the feed. But back to back to Les Mis, I want to talk about the 25th um, yeah. anniversary production. 
what an amazing opportunity and the at the O2 amazing. and you know celebrating the anniversary i watched yeah. I, I watched it recently and your gavroche is is incredible the energy the cheekiness it's an amazing <laughs> oh, performance dear. i mean Thank you know you. how did you how do you find that and did you know it was going to be you know such a sort of a big hit at the time um I was on the tour as Gavroche. So what they did was they auditioned all the tour Gavroches and the town Gavroches for the concert. Um, and I wanted to do it really badly because I knew that Leah Slonga was going to be in it. And I was, I just adored Leah Slonga. So I knew I wanted to do it for that reason, but I didn't know that it would be, you know, the spectacle that it was. I didn't know that it was going to be in cinemas and broadcast live and all that stuff. And I'm quite glad I didn't know that because otherwise I'd have been scared. <laughs> but um, I was really excited to do it. And I still find it mad that I did that and can't really reconcile the idea that I did that. It's just bizarre to me because it was like another another life, really. <laughs> um, but it was fun. Yeah. Do you do you ever get people sort of messaging and or or now you you know working going you know I I remember watching that and and seeing you. Yeah. Like in the a few years after it came out, when I was starting uni, I was still getting people who were like Gavroche fans and really liked the concert and would always like slide in the DMs and which was lovely. Then that stopped. But now what's interesting is with these new videos I'm putting out people are going, oh, you were also Gavroche. I, I thought I recognised you, which is really funny that people are looking at some stupid video of me in my in my bedroom and going, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's obviously <laughs> Gavroche for the 20th anniversary. <laughs> um, some people have got a very keen eye. <laughs> yeah, clearly. And have you worked with many people recently who you worked with as a child? Um. Katie Hall is the first name that springs to mind was Fontaine on the tour um, and she was Cosette on the tour and at the concert when I first did it so working with Katie as an adult was it's just really nice it's just I, there's just this weird nostalgic part of me that really wants to just work with people that I worked with as a kid um, just because I've always looked up to them and they kind of they really introduced me to theatre and taught me tricks of the trade and I just I, I would love to work with more people I'd love to work with Becky Locke as my dream co-star I would love Show to Becky, do something if you're listening Becky to Locke. this Mr. honestly Matt, Becky <laughs> I adore you she knows I adore her <laughs> I'm a fangirl but your lame Miz journey has continued to to pre-covid didn't it with you being cast in lame Miz the UK tour yeah, having done it, you know, six, seven years previously, and now you're an adult doing the show. That must be such a weird feeling. It was really weird. It was strange because you only see snippets of it when you're a kid. You know, you spend the majority of the time in the dressing room playing Uno or Snap, and then you go on to do a bit of Little People, and then bugger off again. Um, <laughs> and and you're such a star as Gavroche. Like <laughs> you walk out, you walk into that um, wardrobe village and everyone's going, oh, Gavroche, all right, mate, everyone's giving you high fives. <laughs> and then as an adult, <laughs> you're just putting on different hats, really, and coats. <laughs> putting on, you know, 
a different pair of trousers, underdressing, rags. Who knew there were rags in Les I never knew that as a girl. It's a whole different beast, Rory. <laughs> but it was... So, it was very, so what I'm getting, was, what I'm getting from, from this conversation is that you're extremely disappointed in your current role and you it's should be recast as Gavroche immediately. <laughs> the fantasy is the, the the reality does not live up to, no it does it's so much fun it's just bizarre it's really strange doing it again because because it's the stuff that you always romanticize the past and you always think god i'd love to do that again and then you do do it again and it's just strange it was really weird and strange but i i really loved doing it and it was my first job out of drama school and I'm just so happy that my first job was was one of those shows that I did as a kid. It was always some kind of weird thing that I wanted to to do. So I'm glad I got to do it. And fingers crossed we get to do it again. Yeah, I really, I really hope that when you walked into the audition room for for this UK tour, <laughs> that they they looked at you and have I seen you before? Have you it, done this it show before? It took a while. It took a while, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, I walked in there being like, well, obviously, this is this is going to be easy. It's going to be a breeze. And then <laughs> sang my song. And they went, thank you very much. And I was like, um, are you forgetting something? <laughs> and I just left. And then I'm I'm on the tube thinking, why don't they why don't they know who I am? <laughs> and then it, it wasn't until the final where they went, are you are, are you that one? I was like, yes goodness sake <laughs> but finally finally they put two and two together yes it took you long enough <laughs> oh never mind that's brilliant so your your recent escapades over lockdown your home films yes. i mean how like when do you think oh let's let's put these online because they're they're funny and you know the the reaction you got you know it's been amazing hasn't yeah. it yeah it's been it's been nice I think what I like about it is how it proves that I wasn't alone <laughs> like all this time I thought I was such a loner putting on little shows but everyone's saying that we all did it too and that's why I like putting them out there so people can kind of <laughs> look back on their old childhood performances and productions I started putting them out there in summer I think it was but my dad randomly decided to get a VCR which we haven't had in this house since 2006, like any other human being on planet <laughs> Earth. No one has VCRs anymore. And we've just got these so many, so many videos <laughs> of random shows that I did. So I just started watching them back and howling. And we've always laughed at these videos, me and my family. We've always found them so funny. So I'm glad that other people do too. It kind of validates our opinion. <laughs> oh, they're so they're so good. And uh, have you got a little project coming up in terms of the home movies, or um, yeah, you know, are you writing something? I seem to remember. Yeah, so I've got a show coming. Uh, well, it'll be twenty twenty one. I'm very excited about it. But um, yeah, it's <laughs> called. <laughs> Working title is My Sons Are Queer, But What Can You Do? Which is a little lame as reference. Um, but it's, uh, <laughs> oh God, I'm already cringing. It's going to incorporate all of my, not all of them could be, be there for 48 hours, but it's going to incorporate some of my old home videos and 
how to sort of raise a little gay boy who wants to be aerial in his living room how to how to go about that sort of a a ted talk to-do list kind of one hour stand-up musical kind of comedy thing yeah that's amazing so what's the plan with that is it what edinburgh festival that would be fab at the minute it's hopefully going to be in london to start with um and yeah i'd love to take it to edinburgh so stay tuned oh i mean yeah those videos have i think brought the whole theater industry together in just tears of joy so for it to be a live show is very exciting it's funny, isn't it? Because I, I feel like it's going to be Gogglebox. It's just going to be people watching <laughs> watching videos and watching people react to videos. So I hope it translates well and we'll see. Um, I'm excited to try it out anyway. Oh, it has. I mean, I think all your videos have translated so well. The one, you know, your MD um, vamping, uh, getting off the vamp too early. I was howling. I mean, there's so, yeah, really. And, you know, just the, uh, this all, all your characters in in the um in the warm-up i know every single one of them that's why i just love the warm-up because it's the one chance when everyone is in the same room together like everyone on the show no matter what job you have on it all the different personalities are in one place and if you like observational comedy it's just there's some gold there yeah Um, and you've nailed it rob this has been absolutely delightful and yeah what what you've got coming up is uh yeah, truly exciting. I'll definitely be buying my tickets and so will many other people. Oh, can't wait to see you there. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Rory. Rory.